Hi there, everyone. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't initially plan to really talk about this. You can probably tell by the fact that some of the audio is a little bit different because I'm recording in a different spot. Hi there. Uh, I'm literally just reacting to just the latest WWE releases. Uh, a year on from just the whole COVID outbreak. So first and foremost, before I actually get into it, my condolences to each and every single individual who has been released by WWE today. It it always sucks to hear when someone is released by WWE, and all we can do is be optimistic from where they could go next. And with the way the wrestling world is shaping up, there seem like there's a lot of potential opportunities, whether they want to continue wrestling, whether they don't. And it's best to keep optimistic for your favourite or not-so-favourite wrestler. If... It's someone who you absolutely love and you want to support them. Buy a t-shirt, support them on social media, do do anything for them. Because with the way the wrestling world is right now, it's still kind of being in the pandemic. They could use all the help that they can get. So let's just quickly get into the releases. Uh, first of all, we're just going to go Samoa Joe. That's easily the biggest one that's came out of this. A guy who... I'm I'm shocked he's released, I'll be honest with you. He's one of those guys who, you know, after the big Brock Lesnar feud for the Universal Championship, his brief run with the US title, I, I honestly felt that he was destined to do big things in the WWE. And it struck me as incredibly odd that for the past year he was a commentator for Raw week after week, and all of this was happening as there were stories coming out I, I can't really say I properly have sources. I'm just recalling stuff that I remember hearing on Rose talk potentially. I could be mishearing things. I'm I'm very stupid. That Samoa Joe was attempting to get cleared. Or at least that's what I think was happening. I could be entirely wrong. I don't know wrestling. And I'm 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 still kind of shocked that this is happening. I've literally just gone on here about two minutes after checking Twitter to just talk about it. If it's true that he's trying to get back into the ring, I hope that we can see him in a major wrestling company after this. You've got to imagine that New Japan, Ring of Honor, Impact Wrestling, AEW is definitely going to want a guy like Samoa Joe. You know, main event quality talent, fantastic promo. Of all things in WWE, it showed his overall rounding nature. Not rounding nature, Jesus. His... Just ability to adapt to any situation, any point in the card, any company would want to have a guy like Samoa Joe on their roster. And it it, it blows my mind that he's the one of the few people who have currently been released by WWE. I, there could be more people who are currently updated right now, but as of right now, we have Samoa Joe. The next person that will talk about Chelsea Green, which... Chelsea Green's an interesting one because she is currently, I, I believe, engaged to Zack Ryder. Not Zack Ryder, Matt Cardona, WWE names. That's a big one. you got to imagine Chelsea Green would have a lot of interest to potentially go to AEW or Impact Wrestling. I imagine Impact Wrestling would want her. And also just because of current stuff with Matt Cardona and Impact Wrestling, which is, I believe it's a per-appearance basis. I, I could be entirely wrong, but I guess this is kind of a surprise, kind of not. 
just based off her activity, like apparently, I, I say apparently, but I don't really know. I believe she's been cleared for several months, if I'm misremembering things. I know that she got injured before Survivor Series, and we haven't seen her on TV since. So, that's a that's a surprising loss, but to be fair, she wasn't really featured much on NXT, and she wasn't really featured much on the main roster itself. So, I'm very curious to see where Chelsea Green goes next. Uh, Tucker has also been released, you know, of heavy machinery fame. It... He was, to be honest, completely derailed by the heavy machinery breakup. I'm I'm curious where Tucker will go, and if there's any going to be like a degree of reinvention, kind of like Ho wait, Ho wait, no, no way, Jose the year before. That's always a possibility. Uh, maybe he'll spend more time, you know, in other like companies like. Sawyer Fulton, like who was originally released by NXT and then became Madman Fulton. You never know. Uh, Kalisto has also been released. Uh, a guy who I remember when he was first called up to the main roster was described as being potentially the next big Latin star, if you guys can remember that. And he had this big run with the US title by beating Del Rio, which was... It was at first with the shocking pin. I think it was something that people wanted. And then they kept trading the belts until uh, Kalisa dropped the title to Rusev. He then had this very brief run for the Cruiserweight title. And then he eventually won it. Then quickly lost it back to Enzo Amore. And then he formed Lucha House Party. Which, honestly, for a while, being stuck in 205 Live, not many people were really seeing Kalisto. He did get a couple lucky wins before that with Braun Strowman, stuff like that. And honestly, it's such a shame considering how talented Kalisto is as a wrestler. Like, we all joke about the promo he cut on drafts, oh, on the first WWE draft in 2016. It was like, uh, uh, lucha things. But he is a absolutely fantastic wrestler and you can't take that away from him. And... I imagine that New Japan would want a guy like Kalisto in their juniors division. Uh, even Ring of Honor, potentially, for... Uh, I'm trying to remember Rush's faction name, and I'm really sorry if I'm botching this. Uh, Los Ingobernables de Falcion? I, I believe it's that, because Rush was initially someone from uh, Los Ingobernables de Japon. Uh, all these other things. Yeah, really surprised about that. Another person who I'm surprised about, Bo Dallas, uh, released, which, wow, that's a, man, I look back at Bo Dallas, and I admit, when I started getting to NXT, it was right after the Bo Leave gimmick started, or at least once his run with the NXT title ended. And I went back and watched a bunch of his old NXT stuff, and I was thinking, what what a missed opportunity when WWE brought up Bo Dallas. Like, such a, I want to say mid-card gimmick, but such a fun mid-card gimmick. You know, one that had, like, a lot of legs to it? Like, the undefeated streak early on, when it just started happening, you saw him, like, running around the crowd, being like, I did it! Woo, you all gotta believe! And then, Bo Dallas got put into, we all, we all know it, like a bunch of low mid-card acts. 
uh, the social outcast, if you guys remember that. Uh, the Miz-Taraj, which to be fair was probably one of the highlights of his main WWE main roster run. Uh, his work in the B team, where they managed to win the tag team titles. And now we're always going to have that what if of what if Bo Dallas joined the Wyatt family. Or what if Bo Dallas, you know, was involved in some of the Firefly Funhouse stuff. Because I I wouldn't be surprised if people did not know that Bo Dallas was still signed to the company. That's a, that's a thing that, if we're being honest, was kind of a mystery and to be frank kind of a shame really considering the talent of the guy like I think when I look at Bo Dallas he he's a guy who I don't think WWE fully used to his potential I'm not saying he should have been a main event player by any means but you know I think WWE could have done so much more of his character considering just not only the lineage of the Rotunda family his relationship with Bray Wyatt there was a lot of character-based opportunities that I felt you could do with Bo Dallas. And, you know, if he's not going to be in WWE, as with everybody else, I'm very curious to see where he goes next. I mean, you got to imagine being in the same family as Bray Wyatt. He's got a lot of potential creative ideas that he could bring to a product. My guess where he might be a good fit? You know, I'd be interested to see if Bo Dallas could work in Ring of Honor. Just... That very pro-wrestlers-wrestlers-based style, particularly with the new pure title, or at least the revival of the pure title, I think that could be interesting for Bo Dallas, you know? Just to kind of, you know, break some of the rust off of being a person who is constantly in the lower mid-card. I think that would be interesting for him. Uh, so let's just move on to the next one, Wesley Blake. Uh... Some of you may or may not know Wesley Blake. I don't know how much knowledge people have of NXT. Uh, for me, the highlight of his run in WWE slash NXT was definitely his stuff with uh, Buddy Murphy, Blake and Murphy factor, the fact that they had a shock win for the tag titles, and actually, for a long while, actually carried that tag team division. For a while, it was mainly just Blake and Murphy, Enzo and Kaz... And, you know, the former Revival. And not really many other tag teams other than... Actually, no, you had the Vaude Villains. You also had Lucha House Party. Not Lucha House Party, the Lucha Dragons. You know the Lucha Dragons. And they really did prove themselves to be suited to be champions. And in a lot of ways kind of made the belts their own after a while. And of course, after that... Wesley, or at least Blake, got stuck in the shuffle for a bit, reformed with the Forgotten Sons, and it's 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 a shame we didn't really get to see more of him. Like there was the whole thing with the Knights of the Lone Wolf, and then uh, was it a controversy with Steve Cutler? I could be wrong. Or something. It might have been the whole COVID controversy with him. I could be wrong. Maybe I'm misremembering things. But I think it was either. Uh, Casey Catanzaro or uh, Steve Cutler, who was seen, I guess, breaking COVID restrictions. I could be wrong. Don't don't quote me on any of this. I'm I'm just kind of reacting to everything off the top of my head at this point. Uh, you know, I I I feel like he'd be a good fit for Impact Wrestling. You know, 
like, I feel like Impact Wrestling, for all of the, I guess, dislike it's gotten from being a place where they all claim, oh, for all this is where all the former WWE guys go. It has had a good track record of rebuilding guys who weren't really given much of a chance in WWE. I mean, look at EC3, for example. He used to be Derek Bateman in NXT, came to Impact Wrestling, became EC3, became their top star. Uh, other guys who I can think of off the top of my head. I mean, Drew McIntyre, technically. He was another guy who really got reestablished in Impact Wrestling. Uh, Matt Hardy pretty much made the broken gimmick in that promotion. So I I don't think it would be a bad thing if you went to Impact Wrestling. Hell, even Madman Fulton, who I was just talking about. That's a whole other factor. He was supposed to be part of Sanity, and then, you know, things happened. And of course, there are two extra releases who were reported just a little bit earlier on. Uh, Billy Kay. I am shocked that Billy Kay was released. Considering that she was only recently on the WrestleMania card, I, I really thought they were going to do a lot more with her. She, she, as like a comedic character, was someone who really fit unlike anyone else in that women's division. And I completely understand that breaking up the Iconics was probably not the best move for her, or at least creatively wasn't the best move for her, but she really made the most of what she got. Like, I think we can agree that the whole CV or resume character wasn't really probably the best that we could probably see from Billy Kay, but she really did the best that she could with it. Like, the little stuff with the Riot Squad, uh, the stuff with Carmella before her release, I thought that was quite good, especially, like, their entrance where, like, Billy Kay was kind of pulling a Mizdow and just trying to copy, like, every single movement that Carmella did on the way to the ring. I thought that was pretty good. And even her spot in the Royal Rumble was solid. Like, it might be probably my favourite comedy spot that we've got of, like, the Women's Royal Rumble so far, or the very limited ones that we've had. I think there was a lot of chances to really make, you know, something great out of Billy Kay with that. And I wonder if she'd be a good fit for AEW. You know what I mean? Like, I understand that AEW is kind of this work-great promotion, but AEW really does value its promo talent. Like, you look at Britt Baker, you look at Chris Jericho, you look at all these other pro wrestling talents. Those are just the few coming off the top of my head, not my personal favorites. They're all really solid promos. And for a person like Billy Kay, I think she'd fit really well in there. Just in terms of, like, promo ability, just the ability to just kind of do whatever you want, as reports have kind of shown. I I think she'd be really good there. Along with the last person, Mickey James, who... I just get a feeling she's going to go to NWA, just because Nick Aldis is there, and it's a shame that she wasn't given as much credibility as a legend towards kind of the end of her run and to be honest with you I kind of wish that she got a lot more time in terms of stuff in the ring like the last memorable thing I can think of Mickey James before this release was her match with Asuka just oh such such a shame what happened there and I uh I I don't really know how to really think about this. Just kind of 
the releases. I think the main sort of talking points of this, I think, would be Samoa Joe, Kalisto, Billy Kay, Bo Dallas, and Mickey James. And maybe I'm maybe discrediting other people, but you never know. Uh, okay. Uh, I I just quickly checked my phone for a second in case there was more. Uh, Peyton Royce has also been released. Wow, that's that's actually that's really surprising. <laughs> uh, I what? <laughs> like, uh, my my first thought is if she's being released. AEW? I that's all I can really think, really. Like someone who you constantly heard on Twitter or through various other social media was a wrestler's wrestler. Like you constantly saw Bailey talk about, oh yeah, she's super good and people haven't realized it yet. Or literally her promo on Raw Talk where she finally got another opportunity before WrestleMania. That's 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 kinda shocking. Just looking at it all. And man, there's so many I don't know why, but I think this is more of a surprising set of releases to me than I guess last year's. Just because there's a lot of potential big names who can come out of these sets of releases into kind of this new landscape of pro wrestling. Of course, it absolutely sucks that people have been released, and under no circumstances should anyone wish upon that. But the opportunities that it could potentially create for these people are, you know, fantastic. Because with the way that wrestling's evolved, it, it's possible to make a substantial living just by being independent or working with other big promotions. And uh, the main takeaway that I can get from this is just, it absolutely sucks, as it always does when you have to hear about releases. But it's it's always just, there's always a silver lining to this type of stuff. And I I honestly hope that all of these people come out better from their releases than they got from receiving them. That's that's all I can really say. I I wish I could give better advice, but I I probably can't. I, I'm some random twenty-two year old. And I'm I'm gonna end it here. If there's more releases, I'm sure some other famous wrestling podcast place will tell you. And once again, I just want to reiterate, as I've already said, it absolutely sucks that this has happened. If you want to support them, go go buy a t-shirt of one of your favorite wrestlers who have been released. Or, you know, just showcase their talent to people. Just, you know, really support them now that they're heading into this, you know, post-WWE world, I guess. And with that, I, I hope all of you have a lovely day. Uh, support independent wrestling, support these amazing individuals who, you know, risk their bodies and time and effort to do the things that we all personally enjoy and why some of us got into podcasting or just talking about wrestling. And with that, 
I hope all of you have a lovely day. And remember, everyone, wrestling could always use just a little bit more fiction. Support them. Be kind to each other. Have a good day, everyone.